Hello and welcome to Create Talk Repeat. My name is Dustin Brenton. On this episode, I spoke with Chris Banta, a custom vinyl record manufacturer, singer and guitar player for the band Brother O' Brother, and he owns a record company with several artists underneath it. We talk about his process of making these amazing vinyl records and what are the limitations of what you can put inside a record. We even discuss one of his most recent projects with Fallout Boy's Actual Tears. But before we get to that interview, here's a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. Anchor.fm is now Spotify for podcasters. New name, improved experience. Spotify is more dedicated than ever to empowering creators. This platform will continue to offer the best features to grow your podcast and distribute it everywhere, all for free. Visit podcasters.spotify.com for more details. Hello, and today on Create Talk Repeat, we're joined by Chris Banta. Chris, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Chris's name has Chris's name has come up several times when I talk to other people uh, outside of the podcast. Of somebody I, I have to have on, I got to talk to Chris. He's so creative. He does some really cool stuff. Um, Chris, what is it that you create? Um, I run a record label in a custom vinyl manufacturing business called Romanus custom vinyl manufacturing real original name um and i make i mean i run it's vinyl centric so i make really uh you know beautiful vinyl for a living uh for bands on my label primarily independent and then um my manufacturing side um i've worked with, more lately with a lot of bigger corporate artists uh i make things like liquid filled records made world's first led records playable guitar pedal records uh sand filled um yeah did some stuff for fallout boy recently just announced doing some stuff for molly crew um yeah it's been a while right where so did you make the ones that fallout boy had where they put their was their Here's tears it. in it yeah that's, that's me that's, that's me. you that's awesome i saw that uh i'm a big fallout boy fan so i saw the the promotion of that i didn't know that was uh created by you i should have known you know seeing all the the work that you do so how did you get started in creating this uh the custom vinyl i mean it's hard enough just getting started into creating vinyl but yeah then when you get into adding liquid into it or glitter or whatever it is that you you do how did how did this whole thing begin yeah um i've been doing this for uh somewhere in the realm of eight years coming up on nine Mm -hmm. um which is hard to think about and it started out of my own band uh brother or brother we had been on five or six different independent labels at the time and i wanted to make some really insane custom stuff but i needed people to know i was making it not the label we were on and so we had this glow-in-the-dark dynabone filled records um that i made and i thought nobody would want them I was like 60 bucks for these seems like a lot of money and I was going to buy them, but they sold out in like two minutes, <laughs> the real eye opener. And this was back in 2015, I think 15, 14, something like that. And so I made Romanus records. So there was some differentiation between that and the label we were on. And then out of that, it just made sense to start bringing bands on to my label over time. 
and a lot of them were just people I was meeting on the road that I liked and just the slow, steady march of progression kept doing that. I always knew the move was to pivot and start allowing other labels and bands to order this custom stuff to be made for them. Uh, I always reference the glut of reality shows that were really big in the 2000s. Some of them still are now, but like I always remember like Cake Boss and Tanked and all these things, that, Orange County Choppers, whatever, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And I was like, hey, we need, you know, we have the new X-Men movie coming out and we need a Wolverine cake and we want real spikes to come out of this cake. And they're like, oh man, we got to hire, <laughs> we got to hire Cake Boss. And I always thought there needs to be somebody like that for vinyl. Mm-hmm. And so I've made it my, uh, I don't know, nearly last decade's work to be that weird guy. I don't know. So, so I have so many questions. <laughs> the uh, My yeah. first thought is. I'll answer them as much as I can. My first thought is with the uh, with vinyl records that are full of something, whether it might be, you know, liquid, some kind of gel. I see there's some that have like Doritos in it. Is there there's a Ren and Stimpy one that had like uh, kitty litter in it? I, is is there any um, is there any issue with like the sound quality? Are they playable? I mean, do yeah, they... they're all playable. Every one of them is playable. So I clean and test every one of them. So uh the sauce is in the process and just doing things a certain way and you know being careful and how about you know they're manufactured and um and it's that whole ten thousand hours thing and i'm definitely approaching ten thousand hours of making wacky records so so what's the without you know obviously giving away any trade secrets what what's the process if somebody comes to you and says Hey, I have an idea for an album. I want to put, you know, liquid in it. I want to put glitter in it. I want to put, you know, whatever it might be in it. What's what's the process that you go through when you're designing it and then uh, putting it together? Is it all done handmade, handcrafted? How do you how do you do that? Yeah, so uh, it's handmade one at a time. Basically, you know, they send me an email uh, at romanusrecords at gmail.com. I both of my businesses just run through that. It's a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I make them a working mock-up to show them what it would really look like, not some conceptual like, oh, I hope it looks like this. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, yeah. And then basically, you know, I've got the vinyl. I do my thing. Uh, I don't tell them much about any of it and how. And then it mm-hmm. just shows up and it looks great. And they're like, this is amazing. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever had somebody come to you and and ask for something that you I don't know, either couldn't or was a very big challenge to actually make? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there's constantly stuff like that that's happening, um, or things that you know people think are be cool. And you know, on my label, I have lots of control as over what you know whatever I want it to be. But mm-hmm. manufacturing side, I have a little less, but I can always say no to something. But I try to not just be like, no, I try to lead them down a road where I'm like, Hey, you know, I always get this couple times. It's like once every two years, somebody asked me to put hair in a record. And I'm always like, man, would you pay a premium price because it's got someone's ratty hair in it? And they're <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I'm like, all right. So me, me think, think bigger. Like uh, think cooler, think 
you know, it's, I always have this weird category of a threes where it's like, uh, as far as it has to either be um, just cool, uh, like cool, you know, like liquid and sand. That's always cool. It has to be really beautiful. So like more of like an art piece. I have kind of these holographic style things I make sometimes, or it's got to be weird or gross. Like I did these records filled with scorpions, um, like real scorpions. That's disgusting. Um, and if you fall into one of those three things, you'll probably be good. So yeah, the process is just, it's pretty secret, but it's like, Hey, give me the stuff. I'll make you a working mock-up and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and then we're off to the races, so to speak. If if an album has like scorpions in it, for example, it would be a much thicker. Yeah, you know, those were record, right. Um, definitely thicker. Um, I think they're about at the max of what a like a standard record player would play. We did some testing, obviously. Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, and then, but the technology from that, because I had figured that out on how to make that and make it balanced and all that stuff, yeah. um, bled into me being able to make uh, the guitar pedal LPs that we did uh, this year with ADD pedals. And those are playable records that are also enclosed in, and they have an entire guitar pedal in them. And those are the absolute max thickness a record could ever be and be playable. Um, and you have to have certain record players with adjustable uh, tone arms, like and mm -hmm. stuff, and they're cranked. I mean, they're cranked, but it will play. Wow. Um, and uh, yeah, just thinking about stuff like that, where it's like, you know, I I know to some people they they might even see something like that. Well, why would you do that? I'm like, well, why not? Like, you know, change your idea of what a record can be. And, you know, like a guitar pedal record isn't for everybody but like we also you know there's there's going to be you know 500 splatter records you could buy you know if that's the what you're into but i'm all about just trying to tell the story bring more life more whatever mm -hmm. you know these music releases and projects and just build more immersion into the project so to speak yeah no i think it's cool i'd like the idea i mean even when i'm excited even when i open up a new album that i i bought and i pull it out and it's just a different color it's not just the regular standard you totally. know black vinyl i have a um uh phoenix album when i pulled out it was it was pink it was a pink record i was like well that's pretty cool and it's just yeah. something a little a little different and you know not there's what was the other one i had recently that i got uh last year i got the uh the peanuts christmas album and it and it looks like it was from record store day and it looks like uh it's a peppermint you know uh swirl in it and stuff it's just a little extra it makes it something a little you know cooler i set it out sometimes just for decoration and you know there's been for years we've had you know picture uh discs and stuff i have a i have three of them hanging on my wall it's uh def leopard um bon jovi and uh i think kiss is the other one i have three of them hanging on my wall that are just picture discs and stuff so it's cool to have something that's just a little different and extra has anybody you know you got to take into consideration what people want in the the records like you probably couldn't put in like high powered magnets or something inside of it because that's going to mess up the inner workings of the turntable right 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 so there's there's limitations for sure but there's things that i'm doing now that i could have never imagined mm-hmm or maybe I did imagine it, but years ago, but the, the how of it all seems you know, kind of impossible, but yeah, uh, just keep, keep pushing. So when did, when, so back up from uh, Romanus, when did you start creating just in general? Did, were you always um, talking about your music as well? Um, 
were you, uh, did this start as, at a young age of always being creative or is this something that came about uh, later on? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm reticent to ever use the term. I'm a creative. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what the heck, what does that mean? You know, like uh, I'm, I run this, I make vinyl and that's what I do. Um, uh, you know, if you go to a job interview and you, and you say you're a creative, I don't know if that's going to get you the position. Um, Depends on the job. <laughs> yeah, you got to have some real defined parameters. Um, mm -hmm. But man, I don't know. Uh, I think I've just always had an adventurous mind, I guess. But I saw a lot of real practical creativity. I grew up around my dad's bought and fixed cars uh, from auction for like thirty years, and so just seeing him and guys like you know fix vehicles that were annihilated and, you know, bring them back to life and seeing, you know, really good body work and paint guys and just, you know, just being around people like that, things that you don't think of as creative because we're like, well, this is a job, this is a service you pay for. But um, there's a real art to a lot of that stuff of doing it well. And um, I think some of that unknowingly bled into my mind about being able to maybe do stuff like this someday. So. I mean, I, I had no interest in music whatsoever when I was a kid. I thought people who played music were dorks. And even if they were my friends, they were still my dork friends who played music. <laughs> and, but like all things, you know, my stepdad, he played guitar. And I departed around with him. He's really cool about it. He's like, hey, do you want to get one? I'm like, yeah, no way. I want to end up like you. You know, I, I say that. But, uh, but you just have him laying around. And I'd fart around, and there was, it's tales of old time, we're in this cul-de-sac, there was this girl across the street, and she was like, I really like your guitar playing. And uh, I couldn't play guitar at all. Uh, but I was like, hey, Dad, I uh, want to get a guitar. <laughs> and I think out of that, some more creativity, you know, was birthed, I guess. Uh, and, yeah, I've been in you know, a couple bands uh, before Brother O' Brother, and... Mm -hmm. uh, don't need to look them up but like just start just start doing something you know start making something and i think yeah. the more that you practice the more that you create things the better you're going to get and you're going to learn what you should do shouldn't do unless you're just too arrogant to to hear the to read the room and know when something's good or bad but if right. you are you're you're willing to humble yourself and you know i think you can always progress and make better things so yeah so you uh let's talk a little bit about brother or brother so you're you're in this band um how long have has oh brother how, how long has brother or brother been around i think it's 10 years this year mm -hmm. at least 10 years which is a long time what kind of what kind of music do you do you tell people that oh brother brother or brother creates yeah i'd say it's more garage rock these days it's more psych rock infused it started out as more of a blues rock garage rock thing and then just has developed more into now this like, you know, really socio-political psych thing. And uh, um, yeah, I think that'd be the best description, I guess. So how much, um, you know, talk about the, you know, songwriting process. So when you're, um, you know, creating new music, you have other members of the band, yes. Um, yeah, just, you know, just one. Just you and another, yeah. Who's yeah. the other member of the band? We'll, we'll uh, plug in. Warner Swopes, he plays the drums, he's a good boy. So who's who's the uh, primary songwriter of the group? Would that be you or him? It would be me. Um, but I'm very again cautious on like 
you know, I'll write the guitar, the the song, big quotes, but like a song isn't a song without all of the members. So mm-hmm. I'm not playing the drums. I have some drumming ability and knowledge, but I'm not nearly as good as he is. And so, you know, the song wouldn't be what it is without his yeah. part into it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you would say it's 50 50, but I'll tell you without two people, you can't make a, you know, a whole pizza, so to speak. Right, right. So when you have an idea, when you guys are working on a new album, working on a new song, do you guys, you know, just get together and work on songwriting together and work on putting it together? Do do you each come with ideas of, hey, I had this idea of a song that sounds like this, or I have an idea that, or, you know, how does that kind of come together? Yeah. So, I mean, most of the time I come together and I have maybe a riff or two I'm trying to work through. And then I might even have some drum ideas like where I want it to go. But um, there's also times Warner has beats that he's like, oh, man, I really like this beat from this song. I'd love to make this work in a song and I'll try to write around it. Um, but these days it feels like we have to be really intentional at that time. Like at a scheduled time, like, all right, hey, we are getting together to work on songs, to write this out because mm-hmm. we're just both so incredibly busy. Um, so just being really intentional at that time. So, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just uh, it's the way it goes nowadays. Right. Well, you got your, you're, you're so busy. You're, you're creating all these, you know, albums and then you're, you're writing music and a band. And then you also have other artists underneath uh, on uh, Romanus Records. How do you go about finding new artists that you put out here? Or are they all just your friends? <laughs> uh, I, I'd lo- hopefully they're my friends. I'd like to think so. Um, yeah. In the early days, um, a lot of it came from bands that we used to tour really hard. We were doing about 100 shows a year, every year like three years in a row there at one point and that was with warner having a full-time job and me having full-time income doing other stuff um so it was a real stretch to make that happen but we were doing it and uh but it's shifted over time where now i'm sort of finding people some on the internet a lot of it's referrals from bands that are on the label or people i trust they're like hey you should check out so and so um and that means a lot uh, when it's like a trusted source, it's like, hey, you should get into this. You should really check out this band. Um, yeah, I think that's that's the main gist. I will tell. I've signed two bands off TikTok. So if bands oh, think really? they're too cool to be on TikTok, you need to get on TikTok. Right. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people that I've had on this podcast just say things like, you know, put your music out there, put what you're doing out there, and somebody may see it and you know come across it. So somebody putting their music out there on TikTok that you know, maybe not everybody loves, but somebody will find it. Somebody will love it. And maybe they'll sign you to a record deal. Who knows? Yeah. Well, it's definitely the best right now. It's the best organic platform by far. Like mm-hmm. that's just, it just is what it is. Like for organic, just getting suggested random stuff. It's your best chance. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going back to the creating the records, um, how did you how did you learn how to do this i mean was there some sort of apprenticeship that you you did did you go to school are you self-taught what did how did you yeah, learn no, how to do there's this no how to on any of this stuff <laughs> not a bit just exp- years of experimentation and just wanting to make the coolest stuff i could did like you start did, did you start just by i just want to make my own records like just you didn't worry about filling them full of you know liquid or whatever i started because in 2012 there were two, there was a liquid filled and a blood filled record made. One by Jack White and then one by the Flank Clips. Super cool. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, there wasn't really much of anything like that ever. 
uh, that existed. So I, in 15 or 16, whatever it was, tried to make liquid filled records. Um, I was trying. It's failing miserably. It's going very poorly. And how many record players did you ruin with uh, uh, record liquid? Players are fine. It's just records all getting ruined. Yeah. Everything else in its wake. But um, out of that, I started to think of different art related custom vinyl to make that wasn't liquid. And I'm like, whoa, nobody else is doing any of this stuff like outside of this. I need to pursue that. So it's literally just experimentation. There's no how to, there's no wiki how, you know, on any of this stuff. So it's just every bit of the way I do these things I've stumbled into and trial and error, just total garbage engineering. So it didn't even start as you just wanting to make regular records. It went, you went straight into making custom final. Yeah, I'd say so. Like I went, we had, you know, our band got, we were on these other labels and had vinyl. And that was the first thing. It's like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if we had vinyl? And we did. And because I was a collector. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then I was like, man, I want to make something crazy. Like I want to go farther in, try to get attention for my band. And, uh, I mean, that's really how it happened. Yeah. So do you have a favorite piece that you have created, a favorite album, whether it's one of your own or somebody else's, or maybe it's just a fallout boy one you did, you know, is there, uh, is there a favorite one that you've done that you kind of hold up and go, wow, this one's really cool. I can't believe I was able to make this. I would, I'll give you maybe one on the label, one on the manufacturing side, sure. the label, the guitar pedal LP we did with ADD pedals. We're still finishing those up right now, but that to me is like the biggest engineering leap by far. Um, like I just, I'm like, man, this is so insane. I can't believe this works. Like this mm -hmm. is so cool. Like this is really pushing the idea of what vinyl can be, could be or do. Um, and then on the manufacturing side, um, I mean, yeah, the uh, fallout boy one was pretty cool. No doubt about it. Um, it wasn't that it was the most craziest thing we'd ever made as, you know, essentially a liquid filled record. Um, but the artist and the packaging that this company called brain that worked with us came up with, with these little tear box, like with these Kleenex, you know, sleeves, like the jacket is like a, looks like a Kleenex box. You can actually pull a Kleenex out. It's pretty cool. Um, stuff like that. I'm like, is really cool. Um, and then just things that I like, you know, like, we did stuff for Mortal Kombat, which is really cool. I like Mortal Kombat. Sure. Games. Um, you know, I, it's weird. I've just started to lose almost track of like what all we've made at this point. Um, do, uh, do you ever have to kind of pinch yourself every once in a while when you have these larger name uh, artists, such as like Fall Out Boy and whatnot, calling you and going, hey, we saw this thing that you did. We want you to create something. Is that kind of like a surreal experience? A little. Like, I'm almost starting to get numb to it like mm -hmm. lately it's because I, I still like that part's cool but then i still have to do all the work it's still work <laughs> and the work the work part is like making one record is cool mm -hmm. making 50 or 150 is work and right. um so i'm just so singularly focused towards trying to improve my family's financial future mm -hmm. right now with all this gluttony of work that I'm being blessed with to just get ahead so that 
my kids and I, like, I'm not getting rich or anything, but just we can live a well-adjusted, I guess, middle-class future instead of being debt-ridden, you know, people in a time when the wage, you know, gap is growing more and more and the middle class is disappearing more and more. So I'm just trying to stay super focused on that. I'm trying to not, trying to do a little, but I'm not trying to smell the roses all that hard right now. I'm just trying to stay locked in. So. Yeah, no, it's fun to do whatever, you know, the, I talked to all these different creatives and, and artists and stuff, and it's fun to do that, but you still have to make a living and you still have to stay focused on, on yeah. your I mean, providing for your family. Having a good time. I'm definitely having a good time and enjoying what I'm doing, um, but I'm definitely locked into the work of it all, no doubt about it. Right. So what is it out there that uh, continues to inspire you, that continues to uh, whether it's somebody or something that's inspiring you to can you create, and this is a two-part question, uh, create um, musically and also to create your the, the records and the vinyl. Musically, I mean, there's just tons of stuff. Like, I'm always consuming stuff, especially, you know, it's kind of like my main number one boy here, uh, Joshua Powell, and he's on my label. Like, we just talk music all the time and are always sharing things with each other. Um, that there's so much stuff that you know, keeps me inspired. Um, really into this, this like Japanese hardcore new metal pop fusion band right now. Mm-hmm. Sarah, the mouthful. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and these are things that we're just like you know finding um, because of uh, you know each other, like and stuff. So like, Maximum the Hormone. That's the band. They're mm-hmm. so good. Uh, they're a band I knew about, but I didn't know their discography until recently. I'm like, wow, like, this is so wild. Um, and then, uh, let's see, on the vinyl stuff, man, I just, I have, I mean, I've got documents, places of like, you know, ideas that I have. And then also the nice thing is when people are coming to me with ideas, like, hey, can you make this happen? Can, mm-hmm. what would you, and then when they propose to me that, the theme of it sometimes i'm like oh we should do this this would be wild or gross and um that's kind of how it goes so it's it's a it's a i don't know collaborative world out there so to speak Mm -hmm. yeah well and the the, speaking of the music thing you know you talk about getting into a band from from japan and some you know very uh, i don't say obscure type music and whatnot it's it's amazing time that we live in to have the internet at our fingertips as much as it's great to have vinyl and, and great to uh you know have that but it's also wonderful to be able to look up music you've never been able you would have never been able to find before just walking into your you know sam goody in the 80s and totally i think there's just the it's not perfect yet by any means but like these physical and digital can work in a great symbiosis like it's just a matter of everyone's trying to find the right, I don't know, payout model, you know, and I don't, I have no grand ideas on, you know, how to make that more equitable right mm-hmm. now. But it's, uh, there's no doubt. I think there's more good music now than ever because it's easier than ever to get a good recording and probably easier than ever to collaborate and find other musicians to do stuff with. So, um, yeah. it's an interesting time, no doubt. Yeah. So what is it that you're working on now or working in the future? Anything you could talk about, whether that's musically or uh, with um, uh, Romanus Records? What are, What is it that you're working yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, on the label, I've got music from a band called Pat and Pissers. Uh, they're here in Indianapolis. They were going to be putting out here really soon. I'm super into that band. They have so much, they're touring pretty hard and they have so much 
awesome local juice. They're such an incredible live band. Um, Romantis Fest, my mostly yearly festival, is September 2nd. Here in Indianapolis, it's free. I got nine bands. Uh, you know, it'll be, yeah, I can't wait. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be the fifth installment. Um, I mean, I've got releases lined up for the next, you know, year on the label and then doing stuff on the manufacturing side. I'm working on stuff for Motley Crue right now, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, like, uh, musically for the band, we, the last album sold so well, we're like, whoa, the response was so good for us. Um, we got to at least make one more before we kill this thing. Um, so, uh. Uh, yeah, I think that's about the gist of, I mean, there's, I have so many orders to make on the manufacturing side right now. It's kind of mind numbing. Yeah. But, uh, to make it hard to find time to uh, work on brother or brother. Like, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty locked in, pretty bought in. It's, to this it's whole. a good, good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's just reality. So uh, right. we don't, can't tour as hard as we used to, which is okay. Um, but we're yeah i'm just in a a good spot but you know i'm paying the iron price no doubt about it right right well before we let you go chris i got i got one more question but if anybody's interested in learning more about romanus records you can uh visit romanusrecords.com r-o-m-a-n-u-s records.com um you can also uh, hear brother oh brother at brotherbrother.com or find you on spotify or iTunes or what have you. So, yes, sir. Um, uh, so the last question I have for you, this question I ask everybody, if you're speaking to a classroom full of creatives, what kind of advice would you give them as they go forth on their creative journey? Don't call yourself a creative. Uh, <laughs> Come on. I do that all the time. <laughs> number one. Uh, no, uh, like, uh, maybe prospective creative entrepreneurs. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, I, my biggest thing I'd say, start today, start, Start doing something. Don't have paralysis by analysis. Don't think that you have to build out all of these perfect, well-crafted ideas and social media strategies and all this garbage to start making something. Like, I think I'll have people that I'll talk to and their friends even sometimes, and I love them to death. They'll be like, yeah, we're, we're working on rebranding right now. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, you've played 20 shows in your career. Mm-hmm. What? What rebranding is taking place? Like, you know, what what is your brand? Like, right. uh, you just you just need to start. You need to book shows. You need because the more you start doing stuff, the more that you start to discover there's people better than you out there, which is a good thing. Uh, and you glean a little bit of knowledge from seeing others excel and do well, mm-hmm. um, or you know, bomb spectacularly. Whatever sure. you learn things. And so I, I'm always like, hey, just start. So if you have something that you're interested in, start doing something. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like you don't have to have this immaculate space or this like, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, I was start. I started this business. I said business. It wasn't even a business at first. It's just a hobby. Right. Um, it's due to the apartment we were living in. And we live with some friends while we were looking for a house. They had a leaky attic. I mean, I'd have to call my wife and if I went home, tell her to put out buckets to cover up the vinyl. 
you know, and then I, we got a house. I was doing it in the kid's bedroom. And now I have a studio and now I have a secondary space in Indianapolis, you know, but this has taken years. And if I would have been like, well, I can't start doing this without this perfect space to do it in, like it would have never happened. Um, mm -hmm. So just if you think you're creative, if you want to do something, what any kind of art, any kind of whatever business, start doing something. Go talk yeah. to somebody. Go ask somebody, can I work under you? Can I work with you? I was a 30-year-old intern at a record label because I wanted to learn more. All right. Uh, I think the next oldest intern was 21. All right. Mm -hmm. But I was just I was like, I want to learn more. I don't know nearly enough. Um, so just start. Start doing something. Don't yeah. let your ideas of what's supposed to be stop you from doing something. Yeah, no, I like that. It's great advice. Just get out there and just get started. And, you know, I have a, a friend of mine who always used the phrase uh, activity breeds activity. Yeah. And by just getting out there and just getting started and making those connections and other people are going to hear your music and it's and or see your art or whatever it might be. And it, it's not going to be perfect when you start. It's it's a continual growing process. You know, every artist that you see there now that's this huge, big, amazing artist, you know, wasn't who they were when they started. I mean, Taylor Swift is gigantic now, but when she first started, she wasn't, you know, you just gotta yeah. start. And she starts, you know, as far as like, I think her musical, like started playing out. I mean, she was like 13, 14 years old. So like, you have to think about the scope of, was she like 35 now, something like that. I don't know, like, she had been committed to progressing and doing things for 20 years. Like this mm -hmm. isn't, you know, you know a lot of her high school times or whatever like she was sacrificing parts of a normal high school experience to pursue her her craft not knowing whether it would go well or not you know like right. and it's easy to be i think it's also very easy for people to be jaded about what well, so and so had this advantage and stuff i'm like look okay great yep now what what does that have to do with you like right. you have to you got to make your own way like that's all we can do there is systemic stuff and it might make your road harder, but that makes your story all the better for you. Yeah. Well, and as consumers, we see these, these bands and we see performers and they're, they've already reached that pinnacle of being somewhat, you know, being polished and being at the top of the game and whatnot. We don't usually see the struggle that they get to. So, you know, seeing those brand new artists, those new, you know, getting out there and putting your stuff out, you know, now, uh, we'll help you get to that point. Hopefully, you know, not everybody becomes Taylor Swift. <laughs> not no. many people do, but yeah. you know, maybe, maybe you, you aspire to be something smaller, but yeah. you aspire to be a brother or brother. <laughs> Tony Swift. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tony Swift. So, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, that was great advice. I think that's, that's wonderful. Just get out there and start creating and put your stuff out there. Chris, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. I wish you best of luck moving forward with uh, all the amazing, fantastic vinyl that you create. I hope to own a piece of it one day. Uh, and, uh, uh, and I look forward to hearing more from brother or brother. Hey, thanks man. Take care. Each week on Create, Talk, Repeat, I want to leave you with some creative task or inspiration, something to get your creative juices flowing. This week, I want you to do some research. Go research the specific kind of art you enjoy and try to find out where it came from. Who invented this style? And who is creating art like this today? Maybe even go to Instagram and do some search for this style of art and find some unknown artists that are creating some amazing work. 
dive deep into the style you enjoy viewing or you enjoy creating, could be both, seeing what has come before you and what is currently out there will help you unlock ideas of your own. I hope this helps you on your creative journey. Thanks for listening to Create Talk Repeat. Create Talk Repeat is a Brenton Creative Production. Created and hosted by me, Dustin Brenton. Music by Creative Culture. Follow us on Facebook at Create Talk Repeat or visit our website at createtalkrepeat.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five star rating and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.